Live on the Rocky Road to Victory. What is up? It's Podadelphia. Coming back. We're going to call this the the Raw Nerve Edition. <laughs> it's Thursday, September. So, well, actually, it's Friday, September 7th. And uh, we just defeated the, the Atlanta Falcons. It's like deja vu. Yeah, but the playoff game was entertaining. Oh, sick burn. Wow. Well, I am here with... <laughs> Potadelphia's own version of Thunder and Lightning. What's up, Gene and Chuck? Nothing much, Dave. Uh, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show on Twitter at Potadelphia. And I'm Gene Zilak. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. And I'm Dave DeRoe. You can find me at Fat underscore Lobster. Uh, but let's get right into it. Man, this game was friggin' nerve-wracking tonight. It was three quarters of absolute dreck, followed by a fifteen minutes of terror. And there was a yeah, whole lot of, and there was a whole lot of penalties in between. Oh yeah, yeah. How the, many penalties were in this game? I had I had it up here. This is uh, riveting radio. There was uh, there's twenty six penalties in this game. Fifteen on the Falcons and and uh, eleven on the Birds. I can't yeah. believe the well, I can't believe the Birds had less. Yeah, they had fewer players and fewer penalties. All right, so I will uh, let's just get right into it. So the game starts with just an awful weather delay. Like it was God sent one little thunderstorm cell to shoot directly at Lincoln Financial Field and delayed this game an excruciating half an hour. And then we got to watch NBC kind of stall for time <laughs> which which was pretty great <laughs> yeah it was an all-day build-up too it's like all right it's a late game but you know this is it we finally get to be defending super bowl champions and getting into it and the game's going to start at 855 was it was it 855 was the game was going to start <laughs> yeah got moved to like 855 but that's when the that's when the opening ceremonies uh began which I don't know. Like, did you guys feel they were, um, I don't know, like big enough in magnitude? They felt it felt small. I think the banner looks cool, but I, I didn't. I didn't really feel like there was anything that I was expecting something that was going to like blow my mind, and I did not. I didn't see any of that. Now, granted, I was walking in from work about five minutes before what became kickoff so i don't know if there was any kind of lead in but you know it looked like they were just kind of doing a warm-up and then they had boys to men show up um so you know that was cool or at least oh, three we get to three boys quarters to of boys, to, boys men. to men doc comes in and and leads the crowd in singing the eagles fight song and what did everyone look just blasted when they <laughs> went to the crowd to, to sort of awkwardly sing along with the fight song we sounded like we were all out of unison, and I don't know if it was just a broadcast coming through, like the way the sound goes through a stadium, but it really sounded like we were not in sync, and everybody just looked hammered. He should have led them in an Eagles chant, because we can do that spontaneously anywhere at any given time. That's something that I think Philly fans have as a superpower. Well, and I think we're dismissing the fact that everyone was hammered. So, <laughs> I mean... It, we seemed hammered because we were, and that's okay. I mean, we're allowed to celebrate it, and 
I think the Eagles fight song is best enjoyed, you know, at full volume and off key. So, <laughs> so well done, Philly fans. Yeah, and then before we get to the game, uh, the uh, Sunday Night Football crew of Al Michaels and and Chris Collinsworth has a new addition this season. W- what is his name? Ter- Terry McCauley. Oh, it's not Wes McCauley. That's the the hockey ref. So yes, uh, Terry McCauley, I think. And does he seem like he is on staff to <laughs> just make sure Chris Collinsworth doesn't say any asinine things like he did during the Super Bowl? Well, if that's was his job, he, I don't think he was really stopping Chris Collinsworth. You know, maybe well, slowing him down. Well, was it me or was Collinsworth really passive aggressive about like? I'm not I'm not I'm not making a call on that play. I'm not even touching that one. Right. He did a whole a lot more of talking himself out of having an opinion than having any opinions. Well, because when he he's been getting booed around the city uh this week all over the place from what I've heard. I think that would have happened no matter I, I think he, people just don't like him. I I've never met anybody that's like that Chris Collinsworth. He really calls a great game. Right. And the Inquirer picked up a an article. I think it was the Inquirer where he like admitted that he made a bad call on the Ertz touchdown in the Super Bowl. Definitely the Ertz one. But he stood by the uh, Clement he, that that should not have been a catch. So he's just like not popular in the city. And I feel like somebody spoke to him <laughs> about about making comments and he was all passive aggressive about it today. Just Yeah, they, there were a few plays where it's you know, like they're not reviewing that. Oh, they're they're calling that a pass. Okay. Okay, they're calling that a pass. <laughs> well, what so the very... And then putting, like, Al Michaels in the awkward position of, like, you know, like your friend who wants you to agree with, like, their racist statement. <laughs> like, are you, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's like, no. No, don't drag me into this. Just leave me alone. Well, Al like, Michaels is, like, at the point where he's the grandfather that you really like and you're just going to put up with. Because, you know, how many times are you going to make that laundry joke about all the penalties? Yeah, every freaking time. Oh, Lord. All right, let's actually talk about the game now. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> I think we're supposed to start off happy. I'm going to blame myself for technical errors, for, like, taking all the air out of the balloon. But... <laughs> we're grouchy. We have work tomorrow. Oh, it's walking. It's going. But we're happy we won. It's an incredible game, incredible game. We're, we're going to get into it now. So the first drive of the game, the Falcons get the ball. Uh, they go all the way down to the what did they get out of the one? Yeah, it was like the one or the two. And it's fourth down, and I'm calling this the Doug effect. I think we're oh. going to see an unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented number <laughs> of fourth down attempts in the NFL this season. So you More think that any of, that's my that's my uh, bold pick? This prediction. is Doug's mark on the NFL is that people are going to start to have guts now. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see it left and right. Fourth and one, fourth and three, fourth and four. It's going to happen. So if this, is, if this is reversed and that's the Eagles on fourth and one, we're used to seeing that sort of moxie. Do, you know, oh, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even think for a second that we would kick a field goal in that situation <laughs> after last year. But if you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, are you surprised all of a sudden that, that, that your, your head coach is throwing the book out and not taking three there? No, because he knows that Doug – is good like you can't play passive against Doug. 
Yeah, and, and that's and gonna all... be the that's gonna be the position that we're gonna put other teams in all season long. He kicks a field goal there. What, what are we talking about? The Falcons are going to easily kick a field goal at the end of that game to tie it. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, well, but the, the second drive in which they get the the field goal. So, you know, they're on the one. They go for it. They they don't make it. And, you know, the, the second possession uh, Atlanta has, I think they benefit from the, the great field position. The Eagles were pinned at the one to start. So... Atlanta gets good field position. So not necessarily, oh, if they make the field goal on that first drive, they're going to get a field goal on the second drive. But here's so, the question. I, I guess that's fair. Here's the thing, though, is if you, you do the same thing, why do you kick the field goal the second time? Why don't you press press again? Why don't you, well, you roll the dice again? You can't come out of that with, with no points being down there twice. I, I, I'm just thinking what the philosophy is. See, in My, Blackjack, if you lose, you're supposed to double your bet. Right? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Ne- what is it? Negative progression? Is that a thing? I don't. Did I make that up? When did you we become a, how I gamble? When did we become a blackjack podcast? We're just slowly morphing that way anyway. Well, if you want to talk about gambling, uh, I was the only one who called this game. Uh, I picked the birds last uh, last week, and I said the defense was going to carry it, and you two picked the Falcons. Well, Falcons plus the points that nearly came into play. Well, you still lost. Yes, I'll, I'll admit I, that I was I dead wrong. I had this game completely a different way. So, no, but I mean, Nick Foles was pretty much totally inept in this game, especially in the first quarter. Except at wide receiver, we had one net yard in the first quarter. Was that it? We had one net yard in the first quarter. The the offense looked pretty much like they didn't show up until after halftime. Can we talk yeah. about the green zone? Are we in the green zone right now? I hated the green zone. What does the green zone add? What does it add other than that we already didn't already have with the yellow line? It's the blue puck effect, Chuck. It's 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 <laughs> just the blue puck. It's it's, it's supposed like, to. Hey, what's going to be the new uh, evolution uh, this year? I know. Let's fill in the space between the line of scrimmage and the yellow line with. A sort of green color that makes it look like everyone's uh, doing Hollywood special effects or something on top. <laughs> and then the fact that like we wear green is also made it really weird. Well, and, like, and now it makes like it makes Madden look more realistic than actual football does. <laughs> it was awful. Everyone was destroying it on Twitter, right? There's no way they're yeah. going to do it next Sunday, right? Yeah, no, they need to bail on that Sunday. hard. They need to just make a hard turn left on that one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How did there's there had to have been like a board meeting somewhere where they said, "Look at this cool thing." And yeah, I don't know what's supposed to add. I don't know what's supposed to add. They're doing the, um, you were calling it the end zone cam a lot, Dave. Oh my god! I I was calling it the my least favorite shot in hockey, the behind the net power play. Uh, yes, I hate it there too. I was calling yeah. it the the he hate me cam because it felt like the, the XFL. <laughs> I feel like the only time I want to see a play from that angle is a field goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there were plays that were completely un- impossible to watch. There was that play downfield to Julio Jones where that was very important to f- figure out whether he made the catch or not. And you couldn't tell because you're 40 yards the wrong direction behind that play on that angle. Don't these guys understand that we're there to watch the game, not the production, uh, I don't know, broadcast, the directors? 
interpretation of the game. We just want to see it in the traditional angle. Yeah, I don't want the artsy fartsy take on like a plas play. Like we don't we can watch the NFL films version like next oh week. Gosh, when they do it in the NBA too, it's just oh god, it's so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> like exasperate. Put it in the penalty box, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, uh, Gene alluded to it earlier. Do we want to go into Philly Special 2.0? Yeah, we could talk about that. What quarter did that come in? That was in the, that was uh, in the third quarter. The first half. Or was it was what? in the first half? I thought it was in the third quarter. I, I could be wrong. It was. It was in the third quarter. And it was, I think it was after that um, 52-yarder play that you were talking about, Gene? Yeah, it was. It was the other. I think it was the next possession. Was, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty, uh, pretty big turn of events. I don't know. It wasn't the same play because it wasn't a direct snap. No, but it was uh, very similar. It was very similar. Yeah, it was very similar. Um, Doug knew what he was doing when he called that. Do you think he's just like showing off there? Like, is that just like I still got it? Like, you're not like try and stop it like i'm gonna keep call like i'm gonna shove it down your throat you guys all watch this play the whole league watch that play a thousand times in the offseason i'm still gonna call it again what are you gonna do about it i think it was here here you go eagles fans you didn't get to see it in the super bowl because you weren't there so let's run it here just kind of a like a tip of a cap kind of thing to the fans right well well, that's I, i like that interpretation better than mine well, I, I I like Dave's interpretation plus the effect it seemed to have. The you know the the crowd was getting a little bit out of it. People were getting antsy. People were getting frustrated. You did the Philly special. People went nuts for it. Yeah, bananas. And, you know that was part of a prolonged drive for the for the Eagles. Oh, and it was yeah, a, I mean, our, and it was a fifteen yard play too. Like it was not for nothing. Yeah, I mean our text message feed like blew up yeah. when that happened yeah. it was everyone just going like oh shit <laughs> uh so i mean it was definitely one of the more fun moments of the game before we got to the fourth quarter which i don't even know if i call the fourth quarter fun more than i just felt it was excruciating <laughs> hey uh what do we think of doug's use of the challenge or lack of use of the challenge in some well, cases. well that's what we're getting at here so we used it when he shouldn't have and didn't when he should have yeah, I don't know. Maybe he felt like I love this. We yeah. win, and we're like fucking Doug. Man, did not <laughs> use those challenges. Yeah, I, I kind of think <laughs> at some point in this call, we should, we should take a victory lap, like enjoy it. But I mean, um, hard to like. I don't know, man. That game was just so exhausting. Gene Doug's challenges. Sorry, Gene, you're on. He should have. I I agree with him not making the challenge in the second half because you have to uh, be prepared for a more critical time that you're going to need it. And maybe somebody in the booth was like, it's too close to like, it's not a guarantee. I don't, I don't know that that's why you have a guy who's your challenge guy. You know, you've got to rely on it, but I feel like it it happened so fast. Like Doug had to, been not going to challenge that. Well, no I think everyone's what. messed up now. Now, now we don't know what to challenge anymore because the first challenge, I thought we were, we were for sure going to win that challenge, right? Um, but you know the rules are kind of um, squishy now, and you know we're, we're not sure what a slam dunk is when it comes to these challenges. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, whatever. Good job, Doug. You won the game. 
<laughs> All right. So what uh, what pissed you off more in this game? Was it the Sheldon Gibson? Um, wait, who? No, no, no. Who was it that um, that that uh, flubbed the the punt? Sullivan was it? Sullivan, I think is his name. Yeah, I think it's Trey, Trey Sullivan. Um, that or the um, the lining up offsides. Oh, the lining up offsides uh, infuriated me because that's that you just can't have that happen. That's just bonehead. Like a special teamer a being caught up in the moment. Like I'll give you a, like you got to be smarter than that. But like I'll give you a little bit on the emotion side there. But like if you're a defensive player on a def- like a defending champion team like you need to know in a critical spot like that you can't line up in the neutral zone like you just can't like it cannot happen and Jim Schwartz's face will tell you that that cannot happen that was right after Doug didn't challenge the it was the play immediately after that we stopped them on third down this is getting into the third quarter we stopped them on third down that penalty gave them another first down right. in the red zone. Right. And then Sewell Douglas bailed, bailed them all out. But Right, with, with, a, with a really great and very clutch interception. Just, I don't know what Julio Jones was doing on that route. Like, he Jones just Ryan gave up on a route awesome. or something, and Rizul Douglas basically showed up where the ball was. Like, because I think that was a timing throw. It doesn't look like Ryan even looked where Julio was. He just put the ball in the spot where Julio was supposed to show up. Um, and he just wasn't there. I mean, defense today overall, hell yeah. Oh, the defense looked really, really solid. The defense, because I, the thing that maybe we're not going to give, because we haven't seen them against other teams. Red zone defense specifically. Yeah. Um, was Green zone, we were a little shaky on. (laughs) Green zone defense, we were a touch shaky on, but the red zone defense. The, uh. Falcons one for five in the red zone. The Falcons are a good offense, and they're going to score a lot of points against other teams. So the thing that I think we're, the takeaway here is that against some bad offenses that we're going to see down the road, we're going we're gonna to hold them to very little scoring. It was pretty impressive to hold this Falcons team the way we did because we still gave up a lot of yards to Julio Jones. I think he had almost 170 yards, but no touchdowns. Right. It was a pretty classic bend-don't-break kind of game. Um, and they they looked like they were in regular season form. Um, th- this goes back to a lot of the frustration with the penalties, with the the offense. And, uh, Dave, you said in our, our text conversation, they, like, don't tell me preseason doesn't mean anything. You're talking about the performance of Nick Foles and the, the rest of the offense. For me, preseason doesn't mean anything in preparation for the season. Not anymore. This first game felt like, all right, here's the practice game. Everyone get the, you know, everyone get the rust off. Everyone remember how to play the game again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said that I thought Nick Foles should have played in that Jets game, um, just to at least get another series uh, yeah. under his belt. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked really bad in that first quarter. I, but Nick I Foles, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure he looked good at any point in the game. Nick Foles, the one thing that he does do for you is he doesn't necessarily, he's not the guy that's going to lose you the game. He's not, 
I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Um, you know, there are quarterbacks that will press when they get into these situations. Um, we all saw, and I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but there were definitely games where you saw Brett Favre suddenly want to press in a game and try to do way too much and throw that interception that shouldn't be thrown. Um, Tony Romo in a playoff game, <laughs> you know, mm. as a guy who's trying to do too much. Um, and, and these are two good quarterbacks. And I don't think Nick Foles is a bad quarterback. And Nick Foles didn't do anything. He managed the game well. You, you talk about guys that are manage, game managers. He made the plays that he had to make. Um, and mo- most importantly, he got us in a position so that Doug could call the plays that we needed to make to win the game. And, you know, that's, that's all we can ask of the guy at the moment. Yeah, I, I think his second half was fine. You know, I mean, he, he didn't look great. He had some good moments. But for a, a backup quarterback, you know, keeping the, you know, keeping the seat warm. Does that make sense? Well, keeping the seat warm for, <laughs> for a couple games until, um, you know, Carson's back. Yeah, that's that's all you can ask. You I, know, I think, look okay, not be a big detriment to your team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Doug did not want to have to rely on Nick too heavily in this game. It's yeah, he to sling, really wanted to get to sling his way out going. of it. Yeah, and Sproles, I mean, just it just wasn't happening. Uh, so we look at Foles's line: uh, 19 for 34, 117 yards, one pick. Yeah, pretty pedestrian. That's not great. So, and then rushing, you know, our leading rusher was JJ, 62. I mean, he had two touchdowns, but 62 yards. There's really nothing happening there. Clement, 26 yards, and one of those came off of a 21 year, 21 yard run that was huge right, when it happened. Big spot, yeah. really big spot. And you got to be able to beat that one guy. Yeah, I mean. Sproles, five carries, 10 yards. I don't know. The only person who I thought showed anything to me on offense, to be very honest, was Aguilar. Aguilar had a decent game. Yep. He, he showed up, and when he would, when he was involved, he was making things happen. Mike Wallace showed me nothing. I, I feel like Ajay looked good when he actually got the ball. The problem Wallace was, had an opportunity for a monster play that he had a step on, mm-hmm. and Foles just couldn't get it to him. Something was off with Foles' deep ball. Uh, and is that a thing that comes with a little time? Like, you know, is that where the the uh, preseason would have been important to throw, uh, to take some I'm more sure shots? It does. I mean, I don't, maybe his shoulder's still bothering him. Because Mike Wallace is a guy that's not on the team. Maybe there's not a time. I mean, like, deep ball's timing is, a, is a, certainly a factor. But on the defensive side, Jordan Hicks leads the way, seven tackles. He had one and a half sacks. I thought the interior of the defensive line overall looked really good. Fletcher Cox, I thought, yeah, looked Cox good. Cox was disruptive. I thought that there were so many plays that the, the center of the Falcons line just disappeared, just collapsed. Especially late. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they got worn down. That offensive line got worn down, and I— I don't know. Did you see a lot of us doing like going through a rotation on the defensive line in this game? No, and you know the the thing that surprised me is they didn't hear Bennett called a lot. Did you? Did I miss oh, that? Oh, he got called that one big time when he lined up in the neutral side. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no! Am I mixing them up? I don't think that was Bennett that got called on that. I that, was that was Barnett. That was Barnett. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, Bennett. He did have one um, one play. I thought early in the in the first half. But then after that, I didn't see him much anymore. 
I think they commented that he's probably not happy about being a backup right now. Right. Yeah, but it's going to take time for him to get into the rotation. But it's going to, I mean, I think that it's going to be a pretty even split as they get down the road because they're going to all want to stay fresh. Yeah. So let's talk about game balls. You guys want to give out some game balls? Sure. Give sure. out some game balls. Chuck, if you, if you had a game ball to give out, who would you give it to? They've all come back into the locker room, piling in. What's what? Who gets your? If everybody's piling into the locker room, who gets your game ball? Uh, I, you know, what? I'm gonna give it to Chris Long. Okay. I feel like uh, he had um, he just stood out on a couple plays in shutting uh, the Falcons down. I nothing's jumping out at a particular time, but there was. I think he was in on a sack. Broke up a play, got a hand on something. Uh, Chris Long stood out to me um, on the whole. Hmm. Dave, thoughts? Um, I think I would go with Jordan Hicks in this game. Um, seven. He was in on seven tackles, one and a half sacks, um, one tackle for loss. Thought he had a pretty uh, a pretty good game. Welcome back, Jordan Hicks. I think I'd go with I think I go with Russell Douglas. I think that that yeah. pick was huge. I think that there were a lot of other plays that you saw him breaking up passes, and I feel like they wanted to exploit him. They wanted to pick on him a bit, and that he held his own. Um, you know, you'll see that Julio Jones has got a, a big line, um, but the the thing that's missing in his stat line is touchdowns. There's no touchdowns, so keep him out of uh, the end zone. Do the do the Falcons just have a mental block when they come to the link? Well, I think they do now. If they didn't, if they didn't before, between the end of the um, playoff game, between the first you know drive today and the last drive today, they're going to be having nightmares about getting in the end zone. I mean, I mean, should we talk about like a little bit, like break down a little bit, like how eerily similar like this all played out that. The Falcons are marched down the field again. They're moving the ball well. They 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 get into a place where it's going to be. I think they had 19 seconds left with with four downs, and all they have to do is just punch it in, and they cannot do it. And I don't think they ran the ball or even thought about running the ball at any point, which I thought was a huge mistake. Yeah. Well, you've got to figure. I mean, if you saw the way the Eagles were lining up at defensively, least- at least. To try it once with one timeout, right? Yeah, at least once. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we should be too surprised that the games ended in a similar fashion. I mean, it, it the, it's virtually the same, same scene, same players for the most part, same key players, um, same result. You know, all good for us. Yeah. All but good the thing that. with the Falcons is when they come back here in January. It's going to get a lot harder because we're going to have Carson Wentz. <laughs> You're not going to get this bullshit that's going on in the first half with, with Nick Foles. You get the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> so how The frust- Red Stallion is going to be out there. How frustrated at this point do you think he is, though? If, after watching him on the field a little bit tonight, I'm starting to really feel like oh, he's... That, that dude probably he, grinds his teeth all night. He is so <laughs> frustrated that he cannot play football for this team anymore. He is so sick 
of Absolutely. not not Absolutely. being on this team anymore. He he loves playing football. He's real competitive, and he is mad as hell that he has got to wear the t-shirt and the and the headphones every day. He Captain, is not a clipboard though. guy. Went out there for the for the coin toss. What what did you guys think of you know speaking of frustrated, which we all seem to be. Um, what do you think of the the booing? You know, fans booed to end the first half. I had no problem with it, but they they seem to want to comment on on the game. Well, anytime Philadelphia boos at something, it's a national story. Um, I think people don't understand why we boo. Sometimes it is like that's what were we supposed to do? Cheer? Like you don't cheer that? Like. Sometimes a boo is just our way of saying, like, get your heads out of your ass. It's time to be who you're supposed to be. Don't don't give us yeah, this shit. We're not tired. Well, this is not how you guys play. Like, boo. Like, yeah, come and be the champs. We have to be, we have to be true to ourselves. Yeah. Like, we and, can't go soft. No. It wasn't a deafening boo. It was, you know, just a, you know, mild chastising. That was no. bullshit out there in that first quarter. Yeah, it was yeah. garbage. That was not the Super Bowl champs. Except the defense. The defense didn't look bad. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, defense I'm very good. On Nick, the Nick Foles thing, I'm, I'm done with it. I was amazed <laughs> going around today how no many how they won that game. How many Nick Foles jersey I saw on people. like, And when they would show crowd shots, how many nines are out there. Like, Is he the most beloved backup quarterback in the history of football? Has he passed? I don't know. Who's the other great... Is he Doug? Is he past Doug Flutie now as beloved yeah. backups? Yeah. Well, I mean, who was uh, AJ Feely, the third stringer <laughs> at yeah, a radio no. show? Jeff Garcia. Yeah. No. It. I, the guy gets passed forever, but I'm just I'm like I'm done. With it. I'm so tired of it. Like I just feel like I'm hanging on every week. It's like another miracle happened and we won. Like, can we just get Carson in here so we can go back to blowing people out, yeah. like, regularly? Can, can I just summarize the, you know, <laughs> you know, he is technically on a winning streak. <laughs> you know, we did just win the Super Bowl. He won the first game of the season, and they put up a freaking statue of the guy. Like, But, like, am I crazy? Is he good? He doesn't he feel does good. <laughs> is he good? I... I... I don't know. I'm just ready for it to be over. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm ready for the when the for the Foles era to be to be over. I want the Wentz era back. It will be soon, soon, Dave. That's what I'm being told. He's very soon. It's very soon. Because yes. I want to. I want that to be like. I want my memories of Nick Foles to just be good memories. I don't want to have to have the the woe memories when we see, see him eventually because that's what's going to happen if you keep pressing but there are a luck. lot of woe memories already yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean like right now the good vastly outweighs the bad but if he starts really playing poorly like you know some st louis level garbage um, this is hurting trade value by the way too <laughs> we should have taken that we should have taken that first round pick or that second round pick that cleveland offered for him Joe Banner says that they did not offer that. <laughs> he's a liar. <laughs> I know Joe Banner, and he's a liar. There are things that Dave hates in this world. It's Joe Banner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just said, like, 
it's like the Woody Allen joke of like this food is awful in such small portions. Like, <laughs> like Nick Foles is horrible. Get him away from this team, and you know trade him while he's still good. <laughs> and he's the Super Bowl MVP, well, and he's won four straight games, and we have a statue of him. Yeah, I know we're a contradiction in terms. Yeah, also, who puts this? I mean, is it weird that we put a statue up of people that are still on the team? We didn't. Bud Light did. Exactly. We had to co-sign that. Bud Light just can't go around the country putting statues down. Who says they can't? <laughs> At least he's a real person. I mean, you know, usually our statues are of fictional characters. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what are we taking away from this game? Let's let's put a button on this because we'll have well, our thoughts will be much more for, formulated on Sunday. Sunday when we record, and not at this ungodly hour. We won. That's what my takeaway was. We survived, care. right? Like we're we're ass lucky. Yes, our ass is damn lucky. <laughs> but we won. We're we one won. game closer to getting Carson Wentz back. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 we only have seven home games this this season because we're gonna want to play one in London. Win them, yeah. Against the Jaguars, who like, you know, usually the Jaguars go over there and they're horrible, but apparently they're gonna be, you know, good this year. And they're used to playing over there. Yeah, they play every year. They have experience. Blake Bortles knows all the pubs. (laughs) Bortles. Oh, I'm taking away. We won. I'm happy about it. I still like Nick Foles. <laughs> I don't know what more the man can do for you. All right, you're a Nick Foles guy. I got you. I no. I, I well, he could have had a passer rating of like 60 today. It would have helped. <laughs> I'm not a Foles guy, but you are a Foles guy. I think my takeaway is that we own the Atlanta Falcons. We own them. They. They are going to have nightmares if they've got to come back here and do this again. We we we're their kryptonite. They they we're in their heads, man. We are literally in their heads. I don't I don't ever want to give Matt Ryan another first down and goal from the five with fifteen seconds on the clock ever again. Yeah, no, I don't ever you want to see that situation that. again. You can't do it sixteen plays and, and expect to get away with it. No, and you know they worked that exact situation how many times all summer? Like they have got they have got to go back in that locker room and be like these bastards. Yeah, I'm sure they feel like they let one get away. Yeah, which they, they did. did. They uh, outside of penalties, they were the better team. But man, I will tell you, man, we put a lot of pressure on that Ryan in that fourth quarter. Our defense yeah. is going to be scary. Quarterbacks are not going to want to play us. Nope, I love that. That's the kind of football I like. I like that. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about about this game? The Eagles play good defense. The Phillies, not so much. Oh, see, I thought we were going to go the whole way with no, no reference to uh, to the boys no in red Phillies stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got more stuff here, but we could talk about it on Sunday. Yeah, let's yeah. not spoil it all. It'll be much. <laughs> I'll have much more appreciation of Nick Foles' effort in this game. You know, once I have a, a good night's sleep behind me. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, I hope uh, I hope you've all enjoyed this uh, raw nerve edition. If we sound like this when we win, God help us when we lose. 
I'm so I don't are you happy that are you happy that we won or are you relieved that we I'm won? relieved that we won. Remember I was yeah, I, I mean, was absolutely convinced up, right? that we were going to I was absolutely convinced that we were going to get our like nuts kicked in tonight. That was what I thought was going to happen. So I'm glad oh, we didn't. I do want to bring up the the line of this game. This game opened Eagles minus 5. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with gambling, that means the Eagles were favored by 5 points. Uh, and leading up, it swung all the way to Falcons minus one, uh, which means, I don't know, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. We're, we're coming in on, Falcons. in on the Falcons. A lot of people lost money tonight. So boo-hoo. <laughs> Sorry you lost money. <laughs> I wouldn't have bet this game. There was no way I was taking this. Oh, game. you can't bet this game. I never. Bet I tried that. to bet it today, but my, the the, the DraftKings app wasn't accepting my my money. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor <laughs> F Kings. Yeah, because I work in Jersey, so I was able to to uh, to to get access, but it wasn't it wasn't accepting my card. Single game itis. <clears throat> yeah. Well, how it goes. All right. Final thoughts. Anything. Nick Foles forever. He should have another statue. Oh, my God. All right. Well, join us back here. (laughs) Foles only has one statue. (laughs) Every Sunday, every Sunday, we got to see the Philly special. It's going to be like, you know, the Carter Hart watch. Is that going to be a thing? And the Philly special watch. Yeah, it's our finishing move. Exactly. It's our finishing move early in the third quarter. Uh, All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening um, for our first uh, Raw raw Nerve uh, episode immediate post-game reaction <laughs> and hopefully the last Back, one ever uh, at 130 in the morning. we'll uh, talk about how the phillies did uh, in their series against the the metropolitans sweep 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 and the and the marlins not not necessarily in that order we'll talk about more about this game with uh, more flushed out thoughts we'll preview next week's game against the buccaneers and we'll talk about all the uh, the goings on around the NFL that that directly affect our beloved Eagles.